Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hello, this is Jamie Flinchball of the Lean Learning Center, guest hosting on the Lean Blog Podcast for Mark Graben. And we have a special guest with us. It is, in fact, uh, Lean Blog Podcast and blog founder, Mark Graben. So welcome, Mark. Hi, Jamie. Thanks, and I appreciate you uh, taking over for the episode. Absolutely. Well, this is a, uh, a special event, your, your 50th podcast, so we thought we'd turn the tables and let you be uh, interviewed and be the subject of this podcast. So uh, for starters, uh, did you ever think you would get to 50 podcasts? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't, and thanks for signing me up for another 50, but it's been uh, a really enjoyable experience these two years. Um, I, I give all the credit for even coming up with the idea to uh, you know, a good friend of the podcast, Norman Bodak, where he was. You know, we, we had done some Q&A on the blog and, and kind of typed out, emailed form, and, and, and he said, well, you know, we should do a radio interview, as he called it. And you know, I thought, mm-hmm. well, I think what, what, what we really need to do is make it a podcast. And so he was the first guest, and then uh, you came on and, and you know, I've ended up doing now 50 of them over two years with a lot of different guests and a lot of good topics. Absolutely, and Norman's uh, Norman's always thinking, so uh, certainly he's uh, he's been a, a guest several times. So you've had a, a wide, wide range of uh, of guests. Uh, was there was there a favorite guest or a favorite topic that you covered in these podcasts? Um, well, you know, I don't know. It's it, it it's hard to pick out. Um, a favorite. Um, I mean, I think the it, it's just been uh, a, a real thrill to actually get to um, speak to some of the authors of, of the books we've all read, and you know, I think the, the the nicest feedback I've gotten from people is just the, uh, the the thanks for you know kind of being able to hear the author in in their own voice, whether it's you know yourself or Jeff Liker or Jim Womack, and I mean it's it's been a thrill to have kind of a you know an all star cast, and you know even some uh, it's been a real thrill even to bring uh, some voices to people um, you know maybe they're getting introduced to them uh, for the first time. Um, it's kind of hard to I, I don't want to leave anybody out, but I mean I think it's it's been a nice mix of you know people that you know listeners already knew and um, you know kind of maybe discovering some new people that, that they hadn't heard of yet. Yeah, you certainly have uh, brought you know, authors and others uh, alike to, uh, to, to many, many listeners and readers. And uh, that, that kind of comes back to the, the podcast is really an extension uh, out of the blog, which has been going on for even longer, leanblog.org. So, you know, take us back to the beginning of that. Why did you even get started in all of this, starting with the blog? Yeah, it, it, it started right about January 2005, and you know, it, it was kind of an offshoot of you know me doing my usual reading and, and trying to keep up on lean articles and industry news, and I developed a bit of a habit of um, just emailing out articles or links to you know people I worked with um, at, at the company I was with at the time, and you know people that had gone through. Um, lean courses with me and even people I knew from going back to MIT and other places, kind of, you know, my own lean network. I was emailing articles out and, you know, stumbled across, um, you know, the, the, the idea of blogs, which you know, were already, you know, established in, in different areas back then. And I thought, well, you know, instead of pushing emails out to people, um, 
really, you know, I could do the same thing on a blog, put a link to an article, give me a chance to um, add some comments and, um, and some ideas there and, and, and put it out there at a blog where people could go and, and I guess in a way pull the blog and those articles down to them instead of having it pushed to them in email. So it started off originally just as a, you know, a different technology of, you know, tech, different technological solution for, um, you know, kind of archiving and, and sending articles out to people. And you know, I think that the, the great thing that that's developed is, you know, I think some sense of, um, you know, community and, and interaction that, you know, I certainly didn't anticipate when, you know, I first started kind of putting articles out there. So it's kind of, um, I think it's, it's neat to see how it's evolved. I, I can't say it was all, you know, completely planned out or intentional back there in uh, early 2005. Yeah, it's hard to imagine uh, planning out your own blog, let alone even where the blogosphere has gone in that amount of time. Uh, and you've, you've experienced, uh, you have guest, guest writers, uh, online conversations, uh, surveys, uh, now podcasts, and, um, you know, all, and even technical difficulties over the years. So, you know, what have you learned, I guess, what have you learned about guess, the whole process of reaching out to people through blogging and podcasts? What have you learned about that whole process through this experience? Um, well, I mean, th I think one thing I've learned, and, and, and this is something I've always tried to encourage other people to do, is that is creating a blog and um, you know, establishing a, a presence online is, um, a, again, in hindsight, a great way to, um, I, I think, to gain some uh, career uh, opportunities through exposure and, and, and becoming more known in, in the blog community. Um, again, you know, I think that was, was something that just kind of evolved and, and something I stumbled into. But I think the networking opportunities that have, have come out of um, having the blog and, and the website um, is, is certainly been a great great benefit and something I've really enjoyed of getting, um, it's kind of an excuse to reach out to people and say, well, you know, let me interview you um, for the blog to, to establish, um, you know, cl closer relationships to get to know people like like Norm Bodek and, and um, even to get to know people who leave comments or email me through the blog. I mean, there's... Um, you know, people all, all over the place that um, you know, I consider you know, friends uh, outside of just the, um, the blog space, people that you know, I've been able to um, do, you know, share ideas with and, and continue my own learning you know, down my own lean journey. Um, you know, I think that, that type of interaction isn't something I expected, and you know, I've, I've always considered the blog something I do you know, basically you know, for my own learning's sake and, and the fact that other people... Um, enjoy it and, and, and get something out of it is just a, a, a huge plus beside that. Absolutely. That's, that's great. Uh, we, we, we actually, you know, have gotten to follow some of your career through the, the blog and we'll, we'll kind of come back to that in a little bit, but you know, I, I'm sure. So that's some lessons about, about the, the reaching out to the audiences. Um, I'm sure you've also learned a lot about lean. I know that you know, I read a monthly column for, for assembly magazine and that's really helped helped me sharpen my own saw about understanding lean and specific content. And you you write almost daily, so uh, so how has the blog and the podcast helped you really learn more about lean, and and how's that shaped your lean thinking? Well, I, I think it's helped in a, a couple different ways. Um, I mean, just you know, personality wise, I'm a, a, a fairly classic Myers Briggs introvert. If people are familiar um, with with that scale and um, personality, I'm sure many are. 
profiling. Um, I'm a talkative introvert, I think, but I really am the type of person who um, I, I, you know, I think needs time to internalize ideas and thoughts. And, and the blog, you know, I think the discipline of you know, spending half an hour a day, of, you know, re reading articles and, and deciding what to write about and are, having, you know, articulating um, something out in writing um, help, helps me learn because I, I think the more you have to try to articulate and explain things in, in different ways, I and mean, I think it's translated to, to my ability to, to do training and presentations and explain lean concepts um, through the course of my, my day job. Um, so I, you know, I think it's just that, that practice in um, articulating the lean concepts and then also just the discipline of, you know, kind of forcing myself to, to keep up on, uh, you know, what's going on there, you know, out, out in the lean news and, and sort of trying to keep up with the latest books. And, I mean, those are certainly things I enjoy doing, but the, um, you know, I guess kind of sense of obligation to, to the blog really kind of forces me to keep up on that, which has been, I think, a good thing. Absolutely. So, any any big surprises? I'm sure you've you've uh, seen lots of things throughout this blogging and podcasting experience. Any any big surprises that that you know, come to mind? Um. Well, it's fine. Uh, there's one thing. Um, I guess you know, a, a good surprise. There's a, a very nice, collaborative, friendly network of lean bloggers out there. Um, and I'm I'm sure a lot of people who read my blog. Um, read a lot of the same blogs, and um, you know I, I link to them on my site. And again, for the the, the risk of leaving somebody out, I'll, I'll just invite people to to take a look at the list of blogs that I list on my site. And you know the, the level of interaction and cooperation with the other bloggers is um, really outstanding. The fact that nobody um, you know is sniping at each other or, or being really competitive. I mean, I think people you know, share ideas and links and articles back and forth. Um, so that's a really nice thing to see, um, you know, develop within that community. Um, and I, I know some of those bloggers, you know, get, you know, angry emails or, uh, you know, um, even, you know, abusive uh, type emails. And so I guess maybe I'll count this as a positive surprise that um, I, 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 can, I can only think maybe of, of one time that, I got an email that was, uh, you know, that that I would put in the abusive category. So, um, I, I don't I don't know what it would chalk that up to, but I mean, I think it kind of speaks to the I think the healthy collaboration with uh, you know w within the lean community and 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 trying to keep things on a, a real civil, collaborative, friendly tone within the blog. I, you know, I think for the most part been able to kind of you know, achieve that goal where even though I know there's times where you know, I've, I've criticized myself for this, there's times where I, I get complainy or I kind of harp on a topic or you kind of go through um, a negative cycle. You know, I'm glad that the comments and discussion on the blog for the most part doesn't devolve into a lot of you know, name calling or, or criticism. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's kind of, you know, I think for the most part evolved along you know, with, with that type of tone. Well, I'm sure most people appreciate, you know, seeing the, the, the bloggers come through and seeing your own opinions come through and not being overly edited, uh, which uh, is very easy to end up at. So uh, that's great. So let's come back to your career. It's, uh, you've had lots of, lots of different lives throughout your, your lean experience. Uh, uh, what even got you into lean in the first place? Well, I, I, I've, in a way, I kind of trace... 
I think some of the original spark back to growing up um, in the Detroit suburbs. Uh, you know, my, my dad has been in the auto industry his whole career. And, um, you know, he, he actually, he came home from work one day. I, I must have been early high school, I think. And he came home talking about this guy named Deming and was going on and on. Um, he, my dad, of course, had been going through the four-day, the, the, the famous Dr. Deming four-day seminar uh, series and was really, um, you know, really um, just, uh, you know, singing Dr. Deming's praises and, you know, I think, Kind of that initial introduction of those ideas kind of laid some of the, the, the groundwork where then as an undergrad studying industrial engineering, um, you know, you get some exposure to, to lean and, and the operations management 101 courses, kind of hit the level of detail, um, at least as, as it was being taught, was, you know, MRP bad, lean good, you know, kind of predisposing, you know, as this, you know, somebody coming into the working world that lean was a good thing. Um, you know, I, when I you know, took my first um, first job out of college at General Motors, um, about well, actually, in, initially into that, we had a, a team of people who had been hired in from headquarters, um, people from um, Toyota suppliers and, and and from Nissan and um, American Izaki and and other companies that were kind of thrown in to be internal lean consultants for the plant and um, you know the, the way organizations tend to go, the plant management really didn't want the help. It was just kind of thrown at them as free help. And you had these you know, lean consultants speaking, um, you know, unfamiliar terms and unfamiliar concepts. But I, I you know, the, the, those people were really influential to me where they, you know, they unfortunately had some time on their hands because they weren't being utilized really well. And a lot of them coached and mentored me um, and, and really can't, you know, open my eyes to, you know, not only seeing kind of the struggles of um, what was going wrong in our plant at the time, but seeing, you know, kind of emphasizing how things could be done differently and how they were done differently um, in other environments. And then I, th I think the, the thing that really solidified in my mind that Lean was powerful and I wanted to work with this was when we did get a new plant manager uh, who was a longtime GM uh, manager who had gone through... Uh, training at NUMI in California. He was one of the first GM people to work out there. So he had, he had definitely, uh, you know, come around to, to fully embrace the, the, the Toyota production system, even though we couldn't call it that, and you know, to embrace lean, even though we couldn't call it lean either. You know, he came in and, and really set a great example in, in terms of being a leader, um, helping emphasize that, you know, we needed to um, manage in a different way, start listening to people, and, you know, to start seeing how that plant was making progress and turning around and the impact that was having um, on, on, on people's work lives was really powerful and, and, and I think kind of inspired me um, to, to want to be able to do that, you know, th throughout my career to, to help turn people around from the old mindset of, you know, the old check your brain at the door mentality and, and, and really you know, not just improve how things you know, the, the, the improve the performance um, of operations, but, you know, to, to see what an impact that can have on people's, um, on, on their life and, and their enjoyment of work. And um, you know, so that, that was, I think those were some of the early experiences that kind of, you know, sent me down that path. Oh, that's interesting. We, we certainly, you know, we, we certainly talk mostly about the performance gains you get out of lean, but it does seem that an awful lot of people are drawn to it because of the 
the personal engagement, the emotional and, and the uh, involvement factors that uh, are, are some of the what's missing that draws people to get started and lean, much similar stories to your own. Yeah. So, uh, you know, lean from automotive, uh, you, you have a few other uh, stints along the way, but uh, um, the automotive industry really started getting lean. It started in healthcare uh, many years ago, over 10 years ago now, but that's not really the route you traveled to get to lean in healthcare. So I got you into lean in healthcare coming all the way from what seems like pretty far away manufacturing. Well, um, you know, I, I think it's somewhat fortunate um, opportunity I stumbled into when I was living in Phoenix. We had a kind of informal collaborative of, of people who worked at different companies, different industries in the Phoenix area that were all uh, working on lean, combination of, you know, some really well-known companies and, and some local companies. And about once a quarter, we would get together and, and do a site visit and, and kind of compare notes and walk somebody else's Gemba and, and, and give feedback and see what other people were doing. And one of those Gemba visits uh, was at, uh, of all places, a hospital in Scottsdale. And it was a hospital that had um, started implementing lean in their emergency department. And you, you could very visibly see you know, lean methods and, and lean tools that were in place. You could see they had you know, standardized treatment rooms and, and used 5S and um, we're, we're doing things to take waste out of the process, but then to, you know, to hear them describe you know, what kind of impact that was actually having on patients, that people didn't have to wait as long um, to be seen by a doctor, or they, you know, they didn't have to wait as long to be admitted into the hospital. That was really eye-opening, really exciting stuff. So I, you know, I started just kind of reading about it, and you know, I'm, I'm sure I blogged about the topic a little bit, and um, kind of roundabout way, when uh, my, my wife had a career opportunity out here in Texas where we live now, um, we were going to move for her career, and, and that meant I had to change jobs. And um, you know, coincidentally got contacted by a, re a recruiter to um, join the firm I'm with to do consulting with hospitals um, using lean methods out there. So, it, you know, it's... Um, you know, I, I don't know if you call it fate or things happen for a reason, but again, it was just something, you know... I, I, Kind of fortunately stumbled into and an opportunity I was able to um, take advantage of to, to make that transition uh, in, into healthcare. They were they were looking to hire um, you know people specifically with manufacturing backgrounds um, to supplement you know, a lot of the, the the healthcare and hospital um, technical experience that they already had. Yeah, so you've you've uh, I'm sure uh, was we read about on on leanblog.org. Uh, there's many. Many differences about healthcare, and there's many things that are quite similar. Um, uh, given how new it is, you know, from your from your time in healthcare, how fast is healthcare catching up to the other operating fields like manufacturing? Well, I, I think it's still a bit of a mixed bag. Um, you know, I, I, I think people like like myself doing work in the field, um, I think we're always somewhat impatient, where we'd love to see everybody. Uh, every hospital adopting lean. There, there's so much need and opportunity in the you know, thousands of hospitals that we have um, in, in the U.S., not to mention you know, the hospitals around the world. Um, I, I think hospitals are doing, the hospitals that are adapting lean are, are doing a good job of you know, being open to learning from other industries, especially the early adopters that we're working with um, Local manufacturing companies that were helping them, or, or people who were hiring consultants, um, you know, who were 
new to healthcare. Um, you know, I think hospitals are you know, for, oftentimes taking advantage of some of the lessons learned. Um, where you know people in manufacturing have been working at this for a couple of decades and trying to avoid some of the traps like um, you know having a, a very tool focused implementation. You know, I think hospital people, um, generally speaking, are doing a, a good job of focusing on the people side um, of 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 the hospital setting, um, using Lean to um, you know not just provide benefit for for patients or financial benefit for the hospital, but um, you know, trying to help create a better working environment um, for for the people working in hospitals. So I, you know, I think that's one 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 area where I think a lot of hospitals are really excelling, um, making sure that it's not just a tool set, but you know, also incorporating it into um, you know the, the the overall organizational vision and, and strategy. There's some cases of some hospitals like um, that you know Theta Care and Virginia Mason. Um, hospitals where you know lean is absolutely sponsored at the uh, chief executive level and it, it really you know permeates you know every, every aspect of, of the organizational culture that lean is a supporting methodology to help them do all of the things that they were already working on you know improving care strengthening their financial position improving quality and safety and so you know, I think a lot of hospitals are I, I, I think successfully seeing lean as not just something to implement for the sake of implementing lean, but something that helps them meet their goals and objectives. Um, so then you know, I, I encourage people in manufacturing to take a look, you know, in some cases, what their local hospitals are doing and saying, well, if hospitals have leapfrogged, um, maybe, you know, some instances where factories have struggled with lean, that maybe there's an opportunity for factories to bring some of that learning back the other direction. Yeah, if nothing else, it certainly should inspire some some new energies. Uh, um, so you're you're uh, certainly passionate about the need in healthcare and and in wanting to drive the success of lean in healthcare. So uh, as an extension of that, you're uh, uh, the soon to be author, soon to be author of Phil's uh, book. Um, and you know, I, I co-author. It's been now two years since uh, the Lean Hitchhiker's Guide to Lean, or the Hitchhiker's Guide to Lean, has right. been published, and uh, it's quite an undertaking to write any book. So, uh, why'd you decide to write a book? Well, uh, th th this was a, an opportunity that um, was was a, I guess you know a positive offshoot of doing the blog. Um, I, I was fortunate to uh, to be referred uh, to Productivity Press um, as, as as somebody who. You know, could uh, could write a book for them. Uh, Productivity Press is expanding some of their healthcare offerings, and was looking for someone to write, you know, an overview book about um, applications of Lean uh, in in healthcare, and more specifically in um, in hospital settings. Um, so, you know, it, it was an opportunity that um, you know, I'm I'm fortunate as an author that the opportunity came to me, and I, you know, I thought, um, you know, it's kind of a, you know type of thing where if you if you pass it up, that opportunity might not. Um, ever come again. So, you know, kind of uh, talking to people who had written books uh, like yourself and, and, and trying to get some appreciation for the work involved and, and, and making sure uh, my wife was on board um, with, with the project. That was one good piece of advice uh, was to make sure. And, uh, you know, thankfully my wife was very supportive um, of the project and, you know, the, the time I spent locked away uh, in the home office on weekends um, 
working on the book. Um, you know, it, it was it was something I, I felt honored to have an opportunity to um, you know try to help articulate an overview of you know what what is lean, what are some of the good things that are going on out there, and you know, unfortunately, in any book, it's it's impossible to try to document. Um, all of the examples and all the good things that are going on, but you know, I tried to highlight you know, some, some cases and examples that people maybe hadn't heard of yet, some, some hospitals that um, weren't necessarily getting the, 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 you know, all of the publicity that some of the other leaders in, in lean healthcare had been getting. So you know, I had, had a chance to write the book. It's intended as you know, an overview if you know, somebody in a hospital at a you know, executive or um, uh, medical leadership or, uh, you know, any, any level of management, um, you know, has heard about lean or read an article and think, well, you know, I'd like to dig into this and, and learn more. Um, you know, my, my book is intended as, as an overview to try to help people see what's possible with lean, help them understand how it does apply, that it's not just, um, you know, a factory methodology and, you know, hopefully inspire, I think most importantly, you know, inspire people to take action and, you know, start, adopting lean within their own organization. Excellent. Well, according to our your own standard work, we're just about out of time, so maybe <laughs> one last question for you. Okay. Uh, uh, what, what do you really hope uh, the book can accomplish? I, I mean, I think ultimate goal, um, you know, and it's not just, you know, it wouldn't, wouldn't be just because of, of my book, even though you know, I, I hope it contributes to that. You know, I think the goal would be you know, through through all of these efforts uh, that that are going on out there, would would be, you know, for for every hospital out there, you know, large or small, to to adopt um, the 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 lessons um, and and methods of lean that certainly those that improve quality and patient safety, you know, if if not adopting the the, the whole methodology, because you know, I, I think healthcare being such an important industry and and, and impacting you know everybody's life at one one point or another, you know, healthcare being uh, a big part of our communities that, you know, everybody deserves top quality, safe, uh, affordable healthcare. And so, you know, my, I guess my ultimate hope would be that, you know, we, we, we don't just have, um, you know, pockets of, of lean excellence here and there. Um, you know, ultimately, I, I really hope that lean would become part of the, you know, predominant management approach um, within healthcare, um, you know, lean certainly isn't a silver bullet, and it's—I don't, I don't think it's a methodology that can fix all of the challenges that we have in healthcare. But um, you know, it, it is a powerful methodology, and you know, I, I think it's um, a management system that um, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see adopted, um, you know, more broadly, if not everywhere within healthcare. Well, oh, fantastic. And uh, for the listeners, you can find uh, leanhospitalsbook.com to find out more about the book. And um, uh, Mark, thank you for letting me be your, your guest host and for being uh, my guest on your <laughs> my session as a guest host. Well, th thanks for guest hosting. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little... I mean, we, we did the interview. I'm a little uncomfortable making it about myself because my goal with the podcast has always been to do as little talking as possible um, so the guests and, and, and people can shine. So, you know, maybe when it comes time for episode 100, uh, we can do another one of these. Otherwise, I'm, I'm looking forward to having yourself and, and others back on to be uh, the guests for the future podcasts. Oh, absolutely. And uh, 
Uh, next week, we will uh, we will return to our regularly scheduled and more experienced host, Mark Graben. And uh, for now, to our listeners, uh, best wishes on a successful lean journey. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.